<clears throat> Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. Today is February 21st, and I am in Ozona, Texas. That's right. Later today, I'm going to the Austin area, making my way to Florida. So, uh, let us begin. Um, let's see, we're doing, today we're beginning a new chapter, Srinath Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 10, text 1. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, uh, if you see the verses, um, this one is, uh, these are longer verses, as you can tell. For example, the first line at 110.1 has 12 syllables, and the, the most common uh, form of Sanskrit composition, of course, is the shloka, which comes to mean a verse, but technically means a verse that has four lines of eight syllables. So these longer verses are often poetic and uh, because obviously it gives the composer more room, more space to, to compose. And so these verses are no exception. The first several verses of this chapter are very poetic and uh, descriptive. And they are these longer verses with more syllables per line. So we'll begin... Uh, these verses are going to describe the aftermath of uh, the great Kurukshetra War and the uh, extraordinary, unprecedented level, you could say, of, uh, of violence and uh, destruction. So many, it basically changed the whole world. The whole political order of the world was dramatically transformed by this. And, of course, Yudhisthira became the emperor of the world. So we'll begin this chapter. This is what happened after Kurukshetra. And, of course, in the previous chapter, the funeral rites and how people immediately responded and things like that. But now Kurukshetra is over and the immediate aftermath is over and the world has to live again. The world has to rebuild. And so... Uh, Shonika actually is speaking. Shonika is one of the great speakers, one of the great poets of the Bhagavatam. And now he, the leader of the sages at Namisharanya, is speaking to Sutta, the great Sutta. And he says, <clears throat> he's going to ask questions, of course. He, he's the one who asks questions on behalf of the sages. Shonika Uvacha, Hatwa, Sorik, Tasprida Atataino Yudhishtiro Dharma Bradang Varishtaha Sahanu Jai Pratyavarudha Bhojana Katam Praritta Kimakara Sheetataha. So Shonaka said, Hatwa, having killed Sarikta Spridha, the usurpers of his Yudhishtira's inheritance, 
Atataina, the aggressors. Arjun uses this word, of course, in the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, describing the enemies as Atataina, as aggressors or the enemy. Yudhishthira, Dharma Bratang Varishtahad. Yudhishthira, who was Varishta, he was the greatest of Dharma Bratang, those who carry Dharma. It's a very interesting word, Dharma Brit. Brit, this verb uh, forms words like bhara, which can mean, has many English cognates. It can mean a burden, like to bear something, to carry something. So those who are carrying dharma forward in the world, who are sustaining dharma. So Yudhisthira, dharma, britang, varista, and of these people, Yudhisthira is the greatest. Saha anujahit, uh, together with his uh, younger brothers, Anu means following. So Anuja literally means those born after and means uh, a younger sibling. So Saha, together, Anujahi, with his younger brothers, uh, Pratyavarudha Bhojana. <clears throat> his Bhojana, as you know, uh, it's from the same root as Boga. So Boga or Bhojana means enjoyment. And the case of bhoga means you enjoy something before offering it, which is bad. But here, bhojana, Prabhupada translates as uh, acceptance of necessities. In the verse, he translates it. Well, he gives a more literal translation in the translation to freely enjoy. So he could not freely enjoy his kingdom. And uh, avarudha means blocked, something which has been blocked. And... uh, or Nirudha, Avarudha or Nirudha. So the Lord whom no one can stop, the, so to speak, the unstoppable Lord is called A, not Nirudha, Anirudha. That's what the word means. Uh, Nirudha is a synonym of Avarudha, means blocked, checked, stopped. So the Lord is A, Nirudha, unstoppable. And But here it said that Yudhisthira, together with his brothers, his bhojana, his enjoyment of life, uh, was prati avarudha. It was curtailed. It was blocked. He couldn't, after all the things that had happened, he couldn't really, he, he obviously wasn't in an enjoying mood. So this is important. One might misunderstand that the Pandavas fought simply to gain power, and once they had power, they used all these imperial resources to enjoy life, but no, that's not at all what happened. Together with his brothers, Prati Avarudha Bhojana, his enjoyment was curtailed. He, he couldn't enjoy because of uh, because of all the suffering. And of course, because he's a pure devotee, the dictionary defines Prati Avarudha as stopped, suppressed, so they're not in an enjoying mood here. The Pandavas are simply doing their duty. So that being the case, all of that being the case, the question which Shonaka is asking is, Katam Pravritta, how did he proceed? Pra in Sanskrit is pra in English. Hasn't changed. Spelled P-R-O. So we say proceed, which means to go forward. So similarly, in Sanskrit, Pavritta, how did he proceed? Kim Akarashi Tataha. 
And Kim is what? What did he do then? Kim Akadashit. What did he do? Tataha. Then. At that, from that point forward. So that's the first question by Shona Kihir. <clears throat> now Sutta answers in uh, one ten two. Sutu Vacha. Vangshan Kuror Vangsha Devadi Nirhitam. So here there is a play on words, sort of a poetic use of words, because the word vangsha uh, means bamboo. And so a bamboo flute is therefore called vangshi, and Krishna is called vangshi tara, because he holds a bamboo flute. But because of the way bamboo grows, and if you've seen this, it's just all these different stalks, then it's like it'll grow like a pipe, a pipe of bamboo, a stalk, and then there'll be like a little knot, and then another section, and a knot, and another section. And so because of this, vangsha, because of the way bamboo grows, it also comes to mean a dynasty, just as a dynasty grows in different generations, and then spreads, if you know how bamboo spreads. So so therefore, vangsha, like the yadu vangsha, or the kudu vangsha. So the word vangsha, uh, means bamboo, but also dynasty. And if you look at Sanskrit, it's obvious this was this was a civilization that was deeply in touch with nature. There are many examples, images, words from nature. For example, vatsa means a calf. It means a calf in Sanskrit. And so therefore, to say that someone like affection, like parental affection, because the cow is so affectionate to the calf, it becomes vatsala, which literally means something. It sort of sounds in Sanskrit like little calf, but it means like parental affection. Then you have vatsalya rasa from the word vatsa, vatsala, vatsalya. And and also because generally cows have calves once per year, vatsara or sang vatsara means a year like a calving, like after 10 calvings, after 10 years. So uh, there are a lot of images and metaphors and analogies and just words in Sanskrit that show that these people were deeply immersed in the natural world, in natural life. So, Bangshan kudor vangsha davagni nirhitam. So, uh, so this Vangshan, this Vangshan Kuror, the dynasty of the Kuru, <coughs> actually here it's the singular, it doesn't actually say of the Kurus, and as Prabhupada says, of King Kuru. So he was the patriarch of the dynasty, if we're still allowed to use the word patriarch. So Vangshan Kuror, the dynasty of Kuru, which was near Hitam, literally sort of like taken away or destroyed, Prabhupada says exhausted, by the Vangsha Davagni, by the forest fire of bamboo. This is very interesting. Uh, bamboo, of course, is flammable. And so Davagni means a forest fire. Dava Agni, like Sangsara Davagni, Sangsara Davagni, Lida Loka. Davagna Lida Loka, Sangsara Davanala. Oh, Anala. Yes, Anala also is the same as fire. Anala means fire. So Sangsara Dava, Anala, 
lead aloka, which is interesting, literally means the world is being lit like fire. In poetry, the flames of fire, they sort of sound like and uh, are uh, sort of look like like licking, the flames are licking the wood. So lidha means licked in Sanskrit. So sangsara davanala lidha loka, the world is being loka, the world being licked by the flames of this forest fire of material existence, sangsara. So here we have davagni, uh, forest fire. So there was a forest fire in this bamboo. And so the nature of bamboo it's flammable, and when it catches fire, it just it's it's a, it's a very bad kind of forest fire. So, vangshankuror vangsha devagdi nirhatam. So, sangrohayitwa uh, in Sanskrit means uh, having. Uh, how's Prabhupada translates translate here? Um, restoring the Kuru dynasty, roha. The verb, it comes from the verb ru, which means to grow. Sang roha yitwa means literally causing it to sprout up again. That's literally what the word means. Sang roha yitwa. So causing this extinguished, this exhausted, causing this dynasty of Kuru, which had been exhausted by the forest fire, bamboo forest fire. Again, dynasty and bamboo, same word. Causing it to sprout again, causing it to grow up again. In other words, as Prabhupada says, restoring it. Baba Bhavano Hari. Hari, who is the maintainer of creation. Bhava is literally means becoming. So it's the world of becoming, the material world. And Bhavano, causing it to become again. So it's... um. In Sanskrit is very poetic, as you can even hear if you don't know Sanskrit. Sangrohitwa Bhavabhavano Hari. And uh, so having caused it to grow again, Nivesha Yitwa Nizaraja Ishwaro. So the Lord having uh Nivesha Yitwa is very interesting. I'm trying to give an English translation. Prabhupada says, uh <clears throat> having reestablished in the synonyms. Uh, so I'll tell you what the word I mean, I technically literally means because it's very interesting. Uh, vish, of course, means to enter. And nivish means to enter into. And so nivesha yeah, means to kind of like to make something enter. Like Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that, you know, making your mind enter into me. In other words, we translate fixing your mind on me. So, so Yudhisthira, Krishna literally caused Yudhisthira to again dwell Nijaraja in his own kingdom. In other words, restored him to his own kingdom. Literally caused him to again enter into his own kingdom, the sense of restoring him to his kingdom, reestablishing him. Yiveshitva Nijaraja in his own kingdom, Ishwara, Yudhisthira, he did this for Yudhisthira. Then Prita Manabhubaha, the Lord became pleased in mind. Prita means please, mana means mind. And so he caused him to, uh, oh, the Lord became pleased in mind, having done all these things. So uh, we'll go to the next verse. 
Nishamya Bhishmoktam Matachutoktam Pravritta Vigyana Vidhuta Vibrama Sasasa Gam Indra Ivajitasaya Pari Dhupan Pari Dhupan Tam Anujanu Vartita So uh, this is talking about Yudhisthira here. Nishamya hearing, Nishamya means hearing, Prabhupada says after listening, uh, Bhishma Uktam, what was spoken by Bhishma, Nishamya Bhishma Uktam, and Atta, and also Achuta Uktam, that which was spoken by Achuta. So hearing these instructions from Bhishma before he left this world and also from Achuta, and then Prabhupada Vigyana Vidhukta Vibramaha, so these Sanskrit compounds, somehow, most of the time you can best translate by starting at the right side and going back to the left. So Vibrama, Yudhisthira, whose confusion, his bewilderment, Viduta uh, was shaken off, literally, Prabhupada says completely washed. Vigyana, uh, and then Prabhupada Vigyana, uh, by being engaged in knowledge or because his, his, his realization kind of got back in gear. That's sort of what it means. Uh, Paritta Vigyana, his realization, his spiritual understanding uh, started to function again, really. And that shook off, washed off his confusion. So then Shashasagam, he ruled the earth. This is from the verb Shas, from which we get the word Shastra, by the way. The word Shastra comes from the root Shast. This is the past tense, Shashasa. He ruled, he governed Gam, the, the earth. Indra Eva, like Indra, Ajita Ashraya, because he had taken shelter. He was at the shelter, Ashraya, of Ajita, the unconquered Lord. And then Paridiupantam, he uh, ruled the earth, which was bordered by the seas, by the oceans. Paridiupantam, the water bordered or ocean bordered uh land of the earth or earth he ruled anuja anuvartita and anuvartita means he was followed by anuja his younger brothers so that's that verse so yudhisthira is uh doing his duty then the next verse um kamang vavarsha parjanya so kama, of course, means desire. That's the most basic meaning. Kama means desire. And so this sort of uh, adverbial usage, kamam, which is common, means at will, at will, at desire. So uh, in other words, as people desired. So parjanya, which can also mean reign, it means indra. Indra, vavarsha, indra reigned in the sense of sent rain. Indra sent rain, kamam, as people desired. So, you know, people thought, oh, we need some rain. It rained. So at, at their will, at the, by their wish, Indra sent rain, sarva, da, sarva kama du kama he, and the earth, uh, duga, duga, is, is from the verb which means to milk. So duga here means that it, provided 
sarva kama dukama hi. So it's uh, that the earth provided all desires. So again, the word kama. So Indra reigned, Indra sent rain as people desired. The earth uh, provided all desires. And of course, sort of a cow image provided in the way that a cow gives milk. Sarva kama dukama hi. Shishishuk sma brajan gava. And the actual cows, uh, they sprinkled the braja, the pastures. Brajan, braja means pasture. So, you know, Braja, Vrindavan is the pasturing village, the cow, the village we're surrounded by cow pastures. So, Gava, the cows uh, sprinkled and moistened the pastures, uh, Payasa, with milk, Udaswatir Muda, Udaswatir, due to swollen milk bags, uh, Muda, uh, happily, joyfully. Muda means joyfully. So things are going very well. After this horrendous violence of Kurukshetra, there's peace, there's prosperity. So maybe we'll do one more verse if there are any questions. Oh, actually, I can access the questions myself now because I have a button. Nadyak samudra girayaha savanaspati virudak palantiyoshadayak sarva kamam anritu tasyavai. So nadyaha, from, that's the plural of the word nadi, river. So the river, samudra, the seas or oceans, girayaha, from giri, the mountain, sa, together with vanaspati, Literally, the forest lords, which means the great trees, the big old trees. They're called Vanaspati, the forest lords. So, sa means with. Sa, Vanaspati, Viruda, all the herbs and bushes. Palanti, all of these. Uh, pala means fruit in Sanskrit, of course, pala. So, here, Palanti means to fructify. In other words, to give whatever it is they give. So, the rivers provide all kinds of gifts the oceans do the mountains the, the great trees the earth so every the so um so everything all of nature was giving that's the idea here all of nature was giving and all the herbs it was um again it was a very natural civilization very much uh, they very much appreciated all kinds of herbs medicinal herbs so all these all these different parts of nature were giving, were providing what they should provide. Kama, as people wished, by desire. In other words, as people desired, all of nature was giving to them. Anuritu, uh, following the seasons. Ritu means season, Anu means following, so by seasons. In other words, obviously nature was giving different things in spring than it was in summer or fall. But following the seasons, all of nature was giving uh, tasya for the king, for Yudhisthira, by certainly. Okay, so that's the glorious situation that ensued when the Asuras were killed and the great devotees ruled the earth. And these are very happy, very prosperous times.
So uh, let's see now. Are there any questions? Um, thank you for your comments. Here's a question from Stuart Coyle. Hare Krishna Maharaj, a number of times you have pointed out that the offense that Draupadi is mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam as touching her hair. Is the disrobing attempt story false? Uh, ultimately, only God knows that. Krishna knows that. Generally, the Acharyas, like Prabhupada and other Acharyas, talk about this story. And so I'm not saying they're wrong, or, but I'm only saying that the Bhagavatam does not give that story. The Bhagavatam mentions many times the offense to Draupadi in the gambling hall, but does not mention that. And uh, also, uh, I don't think in good conscience we could really recommend Vedic culture if in Vedic culture it is permitted to gamble one's wife as if she's just like, I don't know, some physical object. You can just gamble her away. Uh, that does not, and actually Krishna himself says in the Mahabharata that women are not property, cannot be bought, sold, or gambled. So Krishna says that in the Mahabharata. But uh, so I'm not contradicting any of the Acharyas and simply saying that ultimately we do know that um, the Mahabharata is a corrupt text, according to Madhvacharya, who is an Acharya. And for example, the story of King Parikshit, now he left this world, a corrupted, kind of very uninspiring version of that, is given in the uh, corrupted version of the Mahabharata. Bhagavatam corrects that. So uh, similarly in the Bhagavatam, we have the description of Draupadi and it gives a different version of that. She was definitely dragged into a men's gambling hall, which itself is a horrible offense. Um, it, it, it's just, again, uh, touching the hair is so important because uh, according to the Bhagavatam, Krishna killed Ashwatthama by cutting his hair. So offenses to the head were taken so seriously that the Bhagavatam says that the way you kill a Brahmin is not by physical killing, but by what Krishna did, cutting his hair, humiliating him in that way. So they took these things very seriously. So uh, another question from the same person. Cows having a calf each year. If each cow has a calf each year, her herd would grow excessively. Surely it was type of breeding control. Yeah, they were intelligent and they knew how to manage their dairy farms. So, uh, let's see. Oh, from Scotland. What is the relationship between the English language and the Sanskrit language? Uh, it's a very intimate connection. English is originally a Germanic language with very significant, well, uh, Germanic, both from Germany and also from Scandinavia, because the Vikings uh, conquered England and ruled it for over a century. And so there's a lot of Scandinavian words also. And then, uh, of course, the heavy influence on Latin and French. And those are all 
language is intimately connected with Sanskrit. So Brahmatirtha, was Yudhisthira's lamentation ended or did he do his duty while continuing to lament? Uh, no, he actually snapped out of it. It's um, it said in the in, in one of the verses that he um, gave up his unhappiness. He gave up his basically illusion, uh, and he he gave all that up and just did his duty. So from agape e sante is milk as important as superpower says it is today with widespread lactose intolerance. Is it possible losing its is it possibly losing its benefits due to the mistreatment of cows? Prabhupada basically taught us to be healthy. So he may have made general comments uh, about the value of dairy products, but ultimately Prabhupada would expect that we had enough common sense to be healthy. And so whatever you you know, we should select different foods to offer to Krishna and eat based on what will keep us healthy. That's what Krishna recommends. And that's what Prabhupada always taught. So, Krishna Priya, as you were speaking about, as the citizens desired all was provided, can we understand that it is improper consciousness? It is improper consciousness, oh, and desires, improper consciousness and improper desires that continue to create more natural disturbances and scarcity. We need to focus on changing consciousness. Well, yes. After all, I mean, you know, devotees, sometimes we follow political events or some devotees favor this or that candidate. But ultimately, ultimately, we're the ones who are supposed to save this world. I mean, we can't save the world, but we're supposed to act as Krishna's instruments so that people accept Krishna and then Krishna will do for our world what Krishna did for Yudhisthira's world. So yes, rather than get too absorbed in politics and all this stuff, we should remember that we are supposed to change the world by spreading the Sankirtan movement. And of course, we begin by changing our own consciousness. So, uh, do the Pandavas have their participation in Lord Chaitanya's pastime? Well, Ramananda Roy was Arjun, and his father, Bhavananda Roy, was uh, Pandu. So the answer is yes. So uh, thank you all very much. Appreciate your all coming. Oh, another question just snuck in under the wire. Govinda Nandini. I've heard that Krishna satisfies all our desires. If we desire very much to do to not be born again in this material world, but go to Goloka, Vrindavan, Sarvada, and Krishna. Will this desire be satisfied? Yes, if it's pure. I mean, it depends on why you want to go there. Do you want to go there because, you know, if someone thinks, oh, I will have a great time there, well, that's not really going to get you there. But if we just want to serve Radha and Krishna, and that's our pure desire, then why not? So, but of course, ultimately a devotee, I mean, to be with Radha and Krishna really means to please them. Because when we please Radha and Krishna, they become manifest to us. So thank you all for your, thank you all for your good wishes. I hope I, I'm traveling now. So, um, so that's it. So thank you all for listening. Hope you'll, we will all be back together again next Sunday. All right, Krishna.